Can you hear them? Can you hear the hearts beating fast? Can you hear the nervousness? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the billionaires are nervous. I can hear. the silence. You know why they're nervous? You know why they are having a little sleepless nights. The cash registers aren't ringing. Look around. Look around. Consumers are home. The NBA's home. NFL's home. Big malls are home. Retailers. Yeah, if, if you're not in one of those essential businesses that the government uh, deemed essential and let stay open, you know, like Walmart or Home Depot, Lowe's, Amazon. Or, you know, the techie boys, because everybody's home on their computer or the cell phone watching Netflix. You know, all the uh, talkie people, uh, CNN, FedEx, because they've got to deliver your packages, UPS. If you're not in one of those businesses, those sectors, you're pretty nervous right now. Your cash register is not ringing. Your customers are home. And who used to buy Nike or Jordans or whatever apparel, Under Armour? That money is now being spent on food. That money is now being spent on survival. That money is now being spent on Netflix. That money is now being spent on... Pizza. So, as a result, there's a lot of nervous billionaires that are trying to figure out where they their business fits in in the new norm, in the COVID-19 Great Depression that we're in. You want to know what makes him even more nervous, these billionaire types? I'm going to paint a scenario for you today that is downright freaking scary. And we're on the tip of it right now. We're on the tip of the iceberg. And it's not a pretty picture. Not a pretty picture for any of us. But not a very pretty picture for a lot of the billionaires right now that are not in these protected essential sectors. Let me explain to you why. Right now we're on the verge of, you know what, let's, let's put a poll out there. Who, as far as consumers are concerned, are paying their mortgage right now? Who had enough to pay the mortgage? Who had enough to pay the insurance, the mortgage insurance? Who had enough that was home since March to pay their car insurance? How about your utility bills? How about 
your credit cards? How about those payday loans? A lot of cash-strapped consumers took out those layaway deals. You've got Jordan, uh, Jumpman, saying that they'll take your money on layaway. You know why? Nobody's buying it. Nobody's, the cash registers are not ringing for those guys anymore. Because people, their customers are home. You're forced to stay home. You live check to check. Every week or every two weeks you get paid and you pay your bills, you pay your mortgage, you pay the credit card, you pay car note, you pay all these things and then maybe you'll have 200 bucks left over or 150 bucks and after you take a transportation out, you got enough money for beer money. That's the average American right now. And because you're not um, ringing the cash register, buying Jordans or pizza or whatever else is there because you have no check. You're forced to stay home. You're not paying your mortgage. You haven't paid your car note. But guess what? You're in pretty good company. Nobody's paid their car note. Nobody's paid their mortgage. Nobody's paid their insurance. You're in great company right now. It's a countrywide, matter of fact, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Nobody's paying anything right now. So now because of that, we're two, three months in. Uh, May is about over. We're about to start um, June. The mortgages aren't being paid, the credit card, the car notes, all these things basically spell doom for the banks. Because the banks still have bondholders that want their money. And that's why the bank is after you, because they've got a landlord or they've got uh, a creditor that they borrowed money from, because everything's interconnected. So banks owe other banks money or other countries or other creditors money. That's why they won't leave you alone. So... There's a moratorium put on mortgages across the country, whether it's statewide or citywide. Um, and everybody's bleeding right now. Everybody's crying about their mortgages or lack of payment or the renter is not paying. And nobody's paying because they don't have any money. You don't know when you're going to get new money. Because your business or in the, um, from the consumer standpoint, the um you're home. You're being forced to stay home. Government has said you have to stay home. And they're forcing you to be home. So what does that all mean? How does that tie into what we're talking about? The cash register is not ringing. And for a lot of the big businesses, it's really scary. That billion-dollar Texas stadium, Cowboy Stadium, with the retractable roof and the, the um, all the trimmings, 1.4, I think they spent, Jerry Jones. How are you making those payments, Jerry? He's in the same boat as the rest of us. We don't have it. Neither does he. 
those mortgage payments without being able to rent out the stadium or the TV revenue from the NFL. So there's a lot of billionaires right now that are really, really nervous about their business, what it's going to look like. When it comes back, how's it going to look? Is an 80,000 capacity stadium going to still be 80? Or are we going to sit every two rows apart? So we're going to sit every other other seat? That now cuts an 80,000 person stadium to now, what, 30? 25? 27? So instead of instead of getting revenue from eighty thousand, you're now getting ready revenue from twenty seven, or whether it's fifty. You understand? It's big repercussions going on right now. There's a lot of nervousness in the area. But guess what? That's not the reason why billionaires are nervous right now. That they're really really nervous. The nervousness revolves around. Uh, banks going out of business. That's a very real possibility being that nobody's paying mortgages, rents, nobody's paying credit card bills, nobody's paying car notes, nobody's paying any of that stuff right now, payday loans, all of that. Nobody's doing it. So let me paint a little scenario, a little Armageddon scenario. That's, let me paint a little scenario that is real scary, shocking. That is making a lot of the billionaires unhinged. The banks have a fail safe. So say, for instance, the, nobody pays mortgage ever again or for the next year because everybody's home and this coronavirus is lingering and killing people and nobody's, nobody's back to work. Or people go back to work and they got to go back home because everybody's dying and people are dying left and right. Okay, so... Scenario, nobody's making money, everybody's at work, everybody's home, and the banks end up failing system-wide, bank failure, because nobody could pay their mortgages, and their bond, the bank's bondholders still want their money, so system failure. There is a little fail-safe that was built in from the last depression, from the Great Depression, back in 1933. It's called the FDIC, the Federal Depositors Insurance Corporation, FDIC. You might see it on your little um, card or the bank's website or whatever. FDIC came into uh, being right around the 1933 after the run on the banks that, that uh, spurred the Great Depression. Basically, the bank, uh, the... Um, Credit, the debtors, excuse me, the depositors decided that, you know what, I want my money now. And they all went to the bank the same day and said, you know what, give me my money right now. And long story short, everybody whipped their money out of the banks and uh, the banks failed. So as a result of that, the FDIC was created to guarantee depositors a minimal amount of funds that their deposits would be guaranteed for, in this case of the banks, it's $100,000 a 
uh, not per account. It's $100,000 for, so if you've got 10 accounts, 100 grand. If you've got one account, 100 grand. If you've got two accounts, 100 grand. If you've got an account for you and an account for your wife, 100 grand. If you've got an account for you and an account for your kid, your trust account, 100 grand. Okay, so it's 100 grand. For most normal um, folks, 100 grand is a lot of money. For a billionaire, that's a drop in the bucket. Come on. 100 grand? Yeah. 100 grand. It was increased temporarily during the last recession in 2008 by Obama, the Obama administration. They increased it to 200 grand. Then it came right back down. Reason is 100 grand uh, that you have to wait for. It's not something that's immediate. You don't immediately get that money. That's a six-month wait depending on the carnage and the screaming and the blood curdling and the people jumping off the buildings because all their money was in the bank. And I go, oh, God, I'm going to kill myself. All my, fr all my money is gone. Yeah, that kind of carnage. Screams and I can't deal with being broke, being poor. Yeah. So, for most of you that don't know the billionaire lifestyle or, or the multimillionaire lifestyle, most billionaires, they'll keep 5 to 10% of their wealth in cash or liquid assets. So, that's cash, that's stuff that they could sell right away, that's stuff that they, you know, most guys will have $100 million in cash that they could either, you know, they've got businesses, most of these guys, and they could write, pay, write, uh, run their businesses from their, uh, their bank or their, their businesses have money in short-term currency type deposit, liquid assets, mostly cash, okay, and short-term notes. So they'll have, just rounded up, 10% of their monies in cash in a bank. And 90% will be in invested with hedge funds or companies that they own or um, stock or any number of private or public uh, companies that they own. And uh, their money makes them money, which is great, which we, we all aspire to be. However, let me give you a little bit of a fright night, a fright, frightening thought that a lot of guys are nervous over and girls, uh, billionaires. Are nervous over so the FDIC only covers a hundred thousand dollars in depositors in insurance of depositors uh, cash <clears throat> per uh, in total so as a billionaire and you've got just give me a round number a hundred grand 200 grand in the bank 200 grand hey, you know 200 grand billionaire what the hell you got 200 grand in two, excuse me 200 million dollars in the bank Take a while, guess how much is insured? You guessed it. A hundred thousand dollars. Not a hundred and one. Not two hundred. Not two hundred million. One hundred thousand dollars. That make you nervous yet? That make you start your brain spinning 
If it doesn't, and you do have more than 100 grand in the bank, it should. Should make your brain spin. 100,000 is the limit of the FDIC insurance guarantee. Okay. Now, tell me something I didn't know. So, $100,000 is insured. What's going to happen with my $200 million that's with my bank or banks, you know, plural? If they go out of business. Uh, yeah, you will take a hundred thousand and like it. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a little known fact that a lot of depositors overlook is FDIC only guarantees you 100 grand. Now, the, for the most part, people don't realize this because you don't deal in currency. You don't deal in money every day. But the money guys know this. And the billionaires should. A lot of guys close their eyes to it. But the system is not set up to protect your billions or, or millions. 100 grand. Period. So, if you had 200 million and the bank collapses, Citibank, Chase, whatever bank you, you bank with, yeah, gone. In the event that the bank fails, that money's gone. $100,000. That makes your head spin. Okay, now, that's only the tip of the iceberg. On the brokerage sides, on the brokerage side, after repealing Glass-Steagall, which was set up from the Great Depression because as part of the fixing of the markets was the banks and the brokerage firm, banks owned brokerage firms, and so they separated them on purpose. But they repealed Glass-Steagall. Uh, in the late, right around the turn, right around the millennium. And the banks now own most of the brokerage firms. So when the banks go under, guess what happens to the brokerage firms? They go belly up too. Now, there was also a fail safe built in on the brokerage side. It's called the SIPC, Securities Investors Protection Corp. Might want to write that down somewhere. SIPC. Now the SIPC guarantees account holders of brokerage firms a total of five hundred thousand in assets, hundred grand in cash, and four hundred thousand in securities and bonds. Securities or bonds or just securities. So if you had Picking a number, find a sky number. And for the most part, most uh, billionaires have their monies. This is where the bulk of their money is in, in the brokerage firms. 
whether it's tied up in their own businesses, their own stock options, or they own mega positions in other public companies. This is where the bulk of billionaires' assets are. 90%, as I said. So, let's say now that you had a billionaire, yeah, pick a pick pick one, you know, uh, Mark Cuban, Jerry Jones, uh, whomever, right? They had uh, 200 million in petty cash in the bank that just basically went to 100 grand when the bank failed. And now they've got, um, you know, 10 billion, pick a number. Doesn't really matter. Pick a number. Okay, so let's say he has got $10 billion in his brokerage firms and public companies that he owns. Invest, investment portfolio. The SIPC only insures 500000 in total. 100 in cash, 400 in securities. So of that $10 billion portfolio... You're now looking at a total of five hundred grand, or a hundred grand in the in the SIPC, a hundred grand from FDIC. That's two hundred plus four hundred grand in security. So his ten billion dollar portfolio plus the two hundred million in in the in the bank cash that just went down the toilet, and. You got to wait to get it. It's a six month wait. And you got to fill out all the paperwork and they got to get to you because there's so much blood and carnage going on right now in this this scenario that I'm painting that. Wow. A lot of jumping out windows and running in front of trucks. In that scenario, you know, because who wants to be uh, poor or I can't deal with being poor. Poor man. Oh, my goodness. I got to. What do I tell my wife? Oh my goodness, what do I tell my grandkids? Anyway, there's also another additional insurance that most of the um, brokerage firms carry, the high-end ones anyway. Hedge funds and the big uh, clearing firms, they carry an additional insurance that for the most part covers 5 million, some of them 10, some of them up to 20 million. Not much more than that. So they'll cover their big accounts for $20 million. So if we're still counting, we're still doing math. Of the $10 billion, that was the 90% of Mark Cuban's or Jerry Jones's assets. Now you've got uh, $20 million less uh, $10 billion. insecurities and if you've ever dealt with a brokerage firm being going defunct or belly up it's not pretty it's not pretty it's not pretty at all for anybody you gotta wait fill out paperwork so on and so on and so on and so on so now you've got a billionaire or a multi-billionaire whose assets have shrunken because of the COVID-19 Great Depression 
and nobody's paying mortgages and rates and the cash register not ringing and their businesses are basically at a standstill. Now his nest egg, his kids, kids, kids nest egg just got turned to rubble. A total of 200 grand in cash, 100,000 from the FDIC, 100,000 from the SIPC, $400,000 in securities from the SIPC and $20 million in additional insurance. That puts him at 20 million and call it uh, 500 grand, give or take, in total. Whew. That'll make your, uh, your butt cheeks pucker, especially when you're coming down from 10 billion. Yeah. So that's why a lot of billionaires are not the ones who, know, who understand this and understand what happens in the Armageddon scenario. They're not having a lot of sleep uh, these nights. They've got to figure out, do I have a buggy whip or do I have the, um, do I have the car? Do I have the Ford Model T? Or do I own a, a warehouse full of buggy whips and I'm out of business? You know, right now, the guys from retail, not doing so hot. JCPenney just said, oh, the hell with it, I'm done. Because at the end of the day, the money the government gave to the banks is a Band-Aid. Because without real customers, you have no business. All you did was basically delay the bankruptcy filing. Because it doesn't matter how much money you give to the business, if the customers have no cash, if the customers don't have a way to make purchases, you really don't. You don't have a business. All you've got is a shell that's standing up and waiting to, um, to topple over. When, because when the business doesn't materialize, you've got to cut everybody. So you take any, any business, Dallas Cowboys, you know, Macy's, when they reopen and nobody comes to the store because everybody's been forced home, nobody, and they gave you $1,200 to tide you over. $1,200, I don't care what small town you live in, $1,200 in America right now, it's not going to get you to first base. You can't buy food. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't pay the car notes. You can't pay the insurance. You can't pay the credit card. You can't, are you kidding me? That's barely food money. And... That's not even a month's worth of money. Ah, we're now in May. We're emerging from, we're, we're now approaching June. Consumers had one check. One check for 1200 bucks. Whoever was living mouth to hand to mouth, which 80% of this country lives, they're on fumes. The bank scenario of banks going out of business is a real scenario. It's a very real scenario. Just if you do a poll, you know, put it in the comment section. Who paid their mortgage last month? Who paid their mortgage this month? Who's going to pay the mortgage next month? Who could have paid their car note? Who paid their car note last month, this month? Who even paid their utility bills? Okay, I'm going to pay the utility or I'm going to feed my kids or feed my family. Which one is it? 
1200 bucks. I got to make these choices. Options. Anyway. A lot of the owners. If you take, for instance, uh, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, I'm just taking a wild stab at this, a wild guess. 100,000 capacity seating capacity per game. There's no revenue coming in right now. TV spots, nothing. Okay. 1.3, 1.4 billion to make this stadium. That's a big bill every month. Probably $100 million a month. He's got to write a check. And interest payments for uh, that stadium. Eh, you know what? Call it 50 between everything. Those bondholders still want their money from Jerry Jones, Cowboy Stadium. I don't know who he borrowed from, but I know they want their money. His turnstiles aren't ringing. The cash register is bare. Is bare. How do you do business? In COVID-19. A hundred thousand seat stadium. With all, when it's all said and done. Will probably be reduced. To 30% of capacity. So they'll seat maybe every other other seat. You know the six feet apart. So now you got a hundred thousand uh, seat stadium. That now sits 33,000. 60,000, 66,000 seats are empty. <laughs> You've got a buggy whip. I said, there's a lot of nervous people right now, a lot of nervous billionaires trying to figure out how, where do I fit? That's not even including the scenario I painted about the banks and the brokerage firms going out of business. That's just business as usual. So there's a lot of nervous guys right now. And the only guys who aren't nervous are the guys that actually own gold. The guys who bought, the, the guys who had the foresight or just, you know, if you, if you take a wild guess, who, who's sitting pretty right now? The guy that bought the gold bars, not the gold futures, not the gold options. Because those things are going to skyrocket once billionaires realize that, holy crap, I got no protection for my money. They can't run out and buy gold or they can't run out and sell their portfolios. You know, their night, their 200, you know, 20 billion or whatever they got. Long term investments with hedge fund guys. Most of the money with hedge funds are locked up. They can't sell it anyway. And the monies they've got with big positions, they can only sell 1% of the average volume or 1% of their holdings, which on whichever is bigger. So they're not immediately able to sell. But whenever they do and they start buying gold, gold is going to fly. That's a story for another day, though, as far as um, gold and buying the options of the futures. Because gold bars, you won't be able to buy them. It's too expensive for you. Too expensive for anybody. It's a million dollars, five hundred thousand a brick. So, 
Unless you got 500 grand to flunk down to buy a brick of gold. You're probably not uh, buying gold. But there are other options. The options market and the futures market. So that's another story for another day. But until then, I hear the pitter-patter. Dry mouth right now. Buggy whip. Or do I have the freaking racehorse? Do I have the Model T? Do I have the Jetliner? Or do I have the um, the propeller airplane? Which one I got? We'll see. We'll see. That's your daily cheddar. Hit us up. Let us know. Patreon, we are giving out tips. Money-making tips. What to buy and sell to make real money, big money, 10x on your money. Daily Cheddar.